Return of the King, Chapter 6, Seeing Scalp. The first day back, Darry was numb. The second day back, Darry was sad. But the third day back, Darry was angry. When he tried to eat his breakfast of egg white omelette and tuna, all he tasted was what kind of place needs to brand itself a world-class city anyway? World-class city? More like world-class garbage heap. No wonder he hadn't been appreciated there. Those parochial morons wouldn't know class and sophistication if he slapped them around the head with them. As he sat at his computer updating his vacuum cleaner inventory, Darry seethed. The worst parts of the trip had replayed in his head an endless loop of enraging stupidity. He couldn't wrap his head around the ignorant behaviour of the women of Ontario. Was it the education system? The breakdown of the Canadian nuclear family? Drugs? Lead in the water? Whatever it was, he pitied them. Them and their mentally subnormal future progeny. He was so cross he had to recalculate the cost of goods sold three times before his numbers matched. His pre-dinner workout was a bust. With every squat he remembered the tear in the backside of his expensive trousers that he'd discovered after jumping from that thieving hag's window. His mother had taken to her bed at dinner when the chicken danal kebab she served had invoked a howl of rage from Darry and ended up on the floor. Hungry and tired, that night he stared at his computer and attempted to write something, anything, for his blog. His fans had been emailing and posting all over the forums, begging for a field report. But what could he say? I was robbed? Abused by mentally ill harridans and slept rough in a bus shelter? Come on! No, he needed to cool down and think this through. Clearly he needed to publish something, but an overly rosy view could result in some asshole uploading contradictory videos. After all, he was kind of well known, so the chances of him being recognised and covertly filmed, he felt, were high. He congratulated himself on this insight. Of course, most of the YouTube pickup grifters out there, claiming to be masters of seduction, were continuously embarrassing themselves by being caught in a lie or having their scams exposed. Darry had always prided himself on his superior intelligence and his uncanny knack for sweet-talking his way out of sticky situations. This made him feel a little better. After all, obviously the issue here wasn't him. It was that Toronto was not a target-rich environment. Maybe that was the answer. 
Maybe the best course of action was to analyse the roots of the dearth of eligible women in Toronto and present it as a case study of what happens when women get too much too easily. Yes, this would solve two problems at once. He had initially worried that Swole Bob's off-message sideline in personal training and supplement sales had been undermining the project, but it was becoming increasingly clear that as James Smears had told him, the women of Toronto were quite frankly nasty bitches. Derry wriggled out of his bedsheets and carried his laptop to his desk. This was going to require some serious thought. A few hours later, Darry slumped over his keyboard, spent. Cans of caffeine-loaded energy drinks littered the floor. This had taken every ounce of his creativity and strength. Wordsmithing came naturally to him, of course, as a person of influence, but this post needed to be perfect. He could leave no space into which a competitor or disgruntled feminist could slide a stiletto knife of a counterpost. Why Toronto is literally the worst city in the world for men. By Darry V. Due to popular demand, yes I hear you, stop emailing me and after a lot of consideration and reflection, I'm going to give you the lowdown on Toronto. I'd like to say I had a good time there, but with the exception of meeting my students and dear friends, that would be a lie. I'll start off by saying this. I know a lot of people who have visited Toronto or live there will claim it's an awesome place. But you should know, none of those people have ever been outside of Ontario. If you've been living in a house covered in piss all your life, of course you are going to insist to your dying breath that that's how houses are supposed to smell. Listen, it's not your fault. My advice to you people is buy a plane ticket to literally any country in Latin America, Central America, Eastern Europe, Central Europe, Asia. To be honest, even a city in the US would prove my point. Live a little. Get some life experience. It can only help you. Moving on. Why is Toronto at DEFCON 5 for seduction? Here are 15 reasons. One, the women don't go out to socialize. They go out to eat. I can't tell you how many women we saw queuing for pizza, poutine, shawarma at 2 a.m. Absolutely disgusting. They're like dingoes guarding snatched infants. <coughs> Approach a woman about to tuck into a greasy package at your peril. If you are lucky, she will ignore you. Two, 
Cock blocking is a team sport. This one was a head scratcher. Talk to a woman displaying indicators of interest and within moments some beta orbiter or fat friend will be interrupting to check in and stay down. I guess if one of them can't catch a man, none of them can. 3. They think they're hot shit. Ask them what's up and they'll tell you how busy they are. Busy with what? Posting that you saw Drake on Gorka Stalker? No one cares, lady. This is Toronto. 4. The girls are obese. Refer to point 1. I have never seen so many rolls and muffin tops, and I've worked in an industrial bakery. Pretty faces, but ask yourself, why is she wearing all black? 5. No eye contact. In Toronto, men are invisible. The thousand-yard stare indicative of years on the cock carousel is ubiquitous. 6. The Crypt Keepers Related to point 2. If the self-appointed Queen Bee stroke fat friend has not approved you, you will not be permitted to interact with the group. Woe betide the man who attempts to slip by. Wielding her inexplicable power like a club, she will punish you for her lack of attractive qualities. 7. The immigrants are too westernised. Picture this. You spot a delicate Asian lady across the room. A breath of fresh air amongst the foul-mouthed harpies everywhere else. You approach. Start with your opener. At best, she will laugh in your face. At worst, throw a drink over you and call you fucktard. 8. The level of desperation. If you are willing to lower your standards, a five or below in Toronto will be no challenge. You need zero skill. A smile and a chicken shawarma is more than enough. I wish I had low enough standards for that to have been an option. The HB6s and above are inaccessible. They travel in packs, surrounded by orbiters. 9. The Game Effect <sighs> Sadly, Toronto has too many of the old-style lame pickup artists. Women are so used to being indiscriminately hassled by incels in fancy dress that they are trained to reject strangers automatically. There is no skill in this approach. It's purely a numbers game for them. If you are one of those unfortunates, please take a look at my materials and contact Centurion or James Smears for help. We can fix you. 10. Last call is at 2am. A good seduction is like fine wine. It needs time to mature and space to breathe. 2am closing? Ain't gonna happen. The poutine truck is already parked outside. 11. No second chances. Transgress in any way and your interaction will be terminated. Even a corny joke will have you ejected. 
forget about any kind of intelligent conversation. You will be doing all the work, only to step in dog shit the moment you say anything controversial or weird. 12. It's very expensive. Your money will not take you far. 13. It's a city of neighbourhoods. They say this like it's a good thing. What it really means is endless waits for taxis and characterless suburban cul-de-sacs. This is not a city for swift exits. 14. The local men have zero standards. Okay, so they set the bar for us visitors. Think about it. If a sub five woman can get an eight plus man without shaving, washing or wearing clean clothes, how's that going to work out for a man with normal standards? Yeah, thought so. And finally, 15. It's a graveyard for ambition. Toronto is not a place for men who have things they want to achieve. By all means, roll in on your tractor from the burbs to get what Canadians class as culture. But if you want to do anything with your life, go literally anywhere else. Imagine being in a city where not only are the women attractive, but they actually smile at you and engage in a soft and gentle manner. All in all, I would give Toronto a 1 out of 10. Don't bother. I spent two nights out on the town wishing I was at home with a book. After a final admiring read-through, Darry clicked publish and crawled into bed. He had more to say, but he felt this was sufficient for the time being. More than enough for the fans to digest, and rather funny too, if he did say so himself. Perhaps tomorrow he'd do a write-up of James's fascinating female psychology lecture. Snuggling into his duvet, a small smile teased at the corners of his mouth, and he drifted off. He was back in business.